Have you tried diet after diet without finding long-term success? Well, believe it or not, it's not you. So many people think they know what they need to do to get healthy, but there's so much misinformation out there that many of us are sabotaging our health goals without even knowing it. Hi, I'm Carrie, a wife, mom, educator, and certified nutrition coach. After being frustrated by dieting and all the confusion out there about what actually works, I decided to figure it out. And what I discovered on my journey challenged everything I thought I knew about nutrition. And the solution is actually much simpler than you realize. So now, I'm on a mission to disrupt everything you think you know about nutrition too. Welcome to the Diet Disruptors Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Arbonne International. Arbonne is the only nutrition and skincare line that my team and I recommend because of their high quality, pure, safe, beneficial commitment to our health. They never use artificial ingredients. And after a year of researching a line I would feel comfortable recommending to anyone, this is emphatically it. Not only do they make the best tasting protein powder I have ever had, it's 100% vegan plant-based yet has all of the essential amino acids we need protein to have. That along with their other products are a part of my daily routine and should be a part of yours too. Check out www.disruptyournutrition.com slash Arbon product page for more information. Well, hey, my diet disruptors, Carrie here. And so I have to tell you that I decided to pre-record this episode. So full disclosure, I am coming at you with a recorded version of our live. I just did this just the other day. But here's the thing. I am traveling right now. Yes, I am back on an airplane, um, kind of living a little bit of the old life I was able to live before COVID. And I was honestly a little bit worried about my internet connection and if I was going to be able to come live and without all sorts of technology issues. So I, at the time I'm recording this, I'm leaving for Mexico tomorrow. Those of you that have been around for a while know that me and my two girls moved to Mexico a couple of years ago. We left Peter at home and he came back. He came back and forth whenever he could to visit us. But I really wanted the girls to learn Spanish. And so a couple of years ago, I proposed this crazy theory. It was it actually it was three years ago now. It was 2018. I proposed this crazy theory that we could move to Mexico for a year. And of course, my daughters, Grace and Ellie, were in seventh and eighth grade at the time. And the big, it was a big no for them. It was a heck no, we're not doing that. And uh, yet my response was, well, here's the thing, girls. This isn't really a democracy in, in, in this, in this uh, instance. I mean, I want you to want to go, but at the end of the day, you're seventh and eighth graders, not necessarily looking at the long-term picture. You're looking at short-term 
needs and not taking into consideration your long-term ramifications, the long-term consequences or the long-term benefits. And there were many, many tears. And, and the way that I made the decision, Peter and I made the decision, is that we prayed about it a lot and we just kept walking through the doors. And we just kept taking one step and a door would open. And then another step and a door would open. And it was like all of these things were coming together telling us this we needed to do. So if you're watching this live, I am watching it along with you right in the chat doors opening right in there. If you're watching in the comments, doors opening, because I very much believe that as we kind of get messages sent to us, as we are kind of going through life, we sometimes can ignore some of those doors that are opening. I, I read one. Sometimes we are so um, kind of uh set on uh, when one door closes, they say another door opens. Um, sometimes it can be a window that opens and we're so focused on the door that's closed that we don't always see the window or the door that's opened. And uh, eventually my kids started to see the doors opening as well, but they were so focused on, you know, their middle school years being completely ruined and having to live in this country and not know the language that they didn't get to see the doors that were open for them. But needless to say, we ended up going, the girls and I went um, for a year. It was the hardest thing we've ever done. It was not fun. It was uh, really, really challenging. But I had, and they did too, eventually, a really strong why. And I know we're going to be talking about sugar today, <laughs> but bear with me for a second. You guys know, as a former teacher, I like to kind of bring things together. So think about the fact that my our why was really strong. We were going to invest. We were going to not just invest our money, but our time, our commitment away from each other as a family. We were going to take a lot of risks so our why had to be strong. It had to be powerful for us to stick with it. And I won't lie. There was a time in December when we were almost halfway through because we went, I guess it wasn't quite halfway through. We went in August of, of 2018. And in December of 2018, I remember saying to my husband, I don't think this is going to work. And my oldest, Grace, was so miserable and so frustrated that I just thought maybe we should send her home. I, you know, I, we were absolutely ready to give up or I, and, and living every day. And at the time I had a Facebook group with just my friends and I was like, you know, kind of sharing where we were and it was really hard. Thank goodness. I had a lot of people to support me. And those, those years are that year. It wasn't until well, I remember in November, Ellie came home from school one day and she said, I think I sort of understood some things today. And I mean, that was November, right? They were in school. I want you to picture this. They were in school every day in Spanish, biology, physics, all of those classes, algebra, everything in Spanish. The only class that they had <laughs> that was in English was an English, English class, um, which they both did really well in. 
Ellie, even at the end of the year, got the English award, <laughs> which I was like, Grace, where, why didn't you? Anyway, um, I want you to type in the comments, know your why. I often say know your value, which is very, very true. But you also have to know your why. So write that in the comments, you guys. Know your why. Our why was really strong and it kept us going throughout that year. We saw little mile markers throughout that told us we were getting there, right? Ellie had that that, uh, comment in November. The girls were doing lots and lots of classes, and I think that they didn't even realize that they were making progress. They were getting tutored after school. They were taking extra classes in Spanish, and they were trying to get it figured out. Well, I traveled still for some consulting work about once a month, and the girls would stay with some friends who were Mexican. And... uh, I remember in January when they would stay with them, my my friend Carlos said, they're starting to get it more. Like he was talking to them more and more in Spanish, or he was only talking to them in Spanish, but they were able to communicate more and more. Um, Ellie was trying all the time because I told her, here it is. The more you speak Spanish, the better you're going to be at it whether you make mistakes or not. So she took that seriously. So she spoke Spanish and Carlos used to laugh and say, she doesn't speak it right. (laughs) She's speaking it. And Grace really had a hard time speaking it because she was afraid to make mistakes. Eventually she started getting more and more confident and my girls speak Spanish now. And so we moved back in July of 2019 and thank God we did it when we did it because COVID hit and we never would have been able to go. And in fact, we've been trying to get back there to go and visit and do some things, but we haven't been able to. So Ellie and I are going to Mexico. She wanted to go back and see some friends and I needed to do some things there as well for work. So we are going back to Mexico now. Um, And knowing that it was, thank God we did it when we did it. Thank God we had a strong enough why to stick with it. And when we looked at the long-term benefits, they will say all day long, mom, thank you for making us do this. Right? So, so often we get honed in on what is happening now, wanting instant gratification, knowing that like, we don't see the future. We just look at today and it can help and it can and cause us to make decisions that are not necessarily going to serve us. So as I bring up today and talk about what we're going to talk about, sugar <laughs> and kind of the, the, the issues that go along with sugar, I want us to be thinking about the moment we have, we're going to talk about cravings, we're going to talk about all these things, but the moment we have a really strong why as to what we're doing, the more we're going to be able to do the thing that will get us closer to success now, it's not going to be overnight. And, and when we do our four weeks to wellness lifestyle launch, which is my favorite thing in the world, and it's closed right now, but if it's something that you want to be doing, I want you to be really thinking about being ready to do this in the fall with us. The four weeks to wellness lifestyle launch allows us to make changes that are going to serve us for the long term. It is not about a quick fix. It is not about a crash diet. Although Weight gain is a symptom of health and hormones. So when you get your health and hormones under control by doing the things that we teach in the four weeks to wellness, weight can be released. But when we just go after things for weight loss, we're going to be brought down a rabbit hole of diets and they will never serve our body. And one of the things we're going to talk about is sugar. And when we understand, so in in our series, we're doing this whole series of clean eating. We talked about gluten. We talked about dairy. Now we're going to talk about sugar and how debilitating it is. And yet how many women I talk to say, I can't give up sugar. 
but they hate their sugar cravings, but they think they need chocolate and they think they need all these things. And what's so freeing is to know I don't need chocolate. I know how to have chocolate. I still eat chocolate, but I don't have to have it. Okay. And so the things that I'm going to tell you and talk to you about today are like, okay, I want you to understand why sugar is is so debilitating for us, right? Just like we had a strong why in Mexico. And I want you to understand the nuances of that, what really is lurking in there, because when you know you can do, and when you understand the truth about things, you will do something different. And so I want that to be the case for you. That's really important. And then I want to give you some strategies about doing things where you get Mark McDonald, my good friend and nutritionist, so he says 1% progress. When you get 1% progress, Mexico was all about 1% progress for us. Mexico was all about the fact that there were days and months where we did not necessarily, like it didn't hit us right away that we were making progress. But when we looked back on our journey, when we looked back on where we came from, there was progress every single day. It just was hard. And so I I encourage you all, this is why I hate the scale, because the scale is the most uh, inaccurate measure of progress that you could ever have. Throw out the scale. My, My question for you is if you keep weighing yourself, and it brings you down, what's the point? It's not actually a strong indicator. It's a very, very, very bad indicator. In fact, there are a ton of skinny, healthy people. So it's certainly not telling us whether or not we're healthy at all, but there are so many better ways to be able to determine that. So um, I want you to be thinking about progress. I want you to think about long-term and I want you to think about your why. All of those things gave us success. And let me tell you now, for the rest of their lives, my girls are set up in a way that m- most kids aren't. And that's how you can be for your body. For the rest of your life, you can set yourself up to live the life that you've always wanted to have. So many people think we need more money. That is not the thing. In fact, money is a tool to get the things that we need. Money is a way to be able, it it is an an opportunity for us to be able to do the things. Now, what are the things? Well, none of the things will matter if we don't have our bodies, our health, and our minds. And so to me, investing in ourselves, in our body, what else is the money good for? I I don't understand at all why, why that's a struggle for people. But we are really going to dig into sugar today because it is debilitating for so many people. And I wanted to give you that intro because it was so important to me that you really understand this is not so many people just think just if I knew what to do, I would just do it. Well, that's not true, because how many of you think you know what to do and you just don't do that? Right. And so so many people just think they want the plan. Tell me what to eat. Tell me what to do and I'll do it. That is not the formula. You've been told that so many times and you failed over and over again. And not just because of your willpower, because most of the time the plan wasn't going to be sustainable. But even if it was, and I've learned this too, even if I tell people how to eat and show them, they don't do it for the long term. If we don't get our why really strong and really educate ourselves in in the approach, but also making sure that our systems and our habits and all of that are set up for success. The community is so, so, so important. I mentioned to you that the Facebook group that I had made for Mexico was like huge for me and keeping me going. And that's why I believe this group and our membership group is the mo- one of the most important things that you can do. Now, our membership group is super, super, super active. And that's part of our four weeks to wellness. We are like-minded people living this lifestyle. If you're not surrounded around people that are there cheering you on, you know, it is just much harder to be successful and to push yourself. So we're going to talk about the tough topic of sugar. 
because I know how debilitating that is for so many women. All right. So a lot of great information can come out of the book that we mentioned last week, Food, What the Heck Should I Eat by Mark Hyman. I highly suggest getting that book. Um, we have it in our shop. You can go to disruptivenutrition.com shop, and I have a link to Amazon for you there. Um, and let's go through a few things about sugar. So um, he always starts off his book with some myths. And I think this is a good place for us to start as well, because a lot of people have a misconception about sugar. One of them is that it's just empty calories. Oh, sugar's just empty calories. And I remember when I was first coached by my coach, we talked about wine and he just said, oh, it's just a lot. Of, it's like, it's not a big deal. Just a lot of empty calories from the sugar, right? And it, it's shocking to me how, again, we can hire people, we could bring smart people on to tell us things and they guide us wrong. Um, so it's been really my mission as an educator to make sure I understand, bring in people to help you and that we really understand the right information. You could Google anything and there's a Google bias out there. Okay. So the main problem with sugar is that it's just empty calories. That is absolutely not true. True, true, not, not true at all. Like if you think there's no fat in like Coca-Cola or soda or uh, wine is just empty calories, it's just added sugar. I think we know more now about sugar. I hear women talk a lot more about it, but sugar is a massive problem and can cause so many issues when it comes to weight, when it comes to weight gain, inflammation, and our health. So we'll get into that. Um, uh, we do think that there's some healthy alternatives to sugar, and there are. So like, for example, agave, light agave is one where we use that in our home sometimes instead of regular white refined sugar. And that definitely is better, but it is why our approach is so important. Our blood sugar is like the foundation of our entire body. Okay. And so Mark Hyman will talk about, he actually has a book called the blood sugar solution and his approach is very, very similar to ours. Uh, but he does talk about it a little bit more reactive, like after you have diabetes, as opposed to what we know is that we need this now. Every single one of us needs this now. So sugar, 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 sugar. So whether it's fruit, whether it's refined sugar, whether it's cane sugar, which is definitely better, or agave, it is all sugar. Now it does do different things in our body, but it all will spike our blood sugar, which is why we have to have an approach to eating that, that actually balances our blood sugar, because you're going to have sugar and everything. All carbs are sugar. Okay. Carbs are sugar. So the, one of the big kind of things that, that keto has done as by taking out carbs, they, people have taken out a, a, most of their sugar, which is great, but also we need sugar. Okay. So there's this whole thing about, okay, we need all of the sugar because it fuels our brain. Well, yes, carbs, sugar that comes from, from carbs fuels our brain. And that is so important. But we have to we have to recognize that that spikes our blood sugar, and then depending, I mean, all sugar, um, all all carbs turn into sugar into our body. But there is some sugar that is really, really even more debilitating for us. Okay, and so keto literally throws the baby out with the bathwater. And what what we need to do is to be really thinking about okay, when we have our carbs, we have to balance it with a, pr a protein and a fat. Carbs spike our blood sugar. They release a hormone called glucagon, which spikes our blood sugar. When we spike our blood sugar, we store fat. You guys, let me say that again. When we, when we spike our blood sugar, we store fat. So sugar is not just about empty calories and it isn't just about weight gain, um, but it is part of it, right? So we store fat, but 
good carbs, and I don't even like to use the word good, but carbs that serve our body, fruits and vegetables, for example. And there are some denser carbs that are really great for us too, like sweet potatoes, even brown rice, uh, quinoa, but they all turn into sugars. Okay. So they're spike our blood sugar, but they fuel our brain. And that is important. It gives us energy. That is important. When people are on keto, I often know that they, anybody that's on keto after a year, year and a half cannot continue to do it because one, they can't do it for the rest of their lives because they want carbs and their body, you're biohacking your body to be able to not need carbs anymore, which is crazy to me. And two, when your body um, doesn't have those carbs, it has to grab its energy from somewhere else and you don't feel as good. And so Mark McDonald always says that he went into that. That's how he got that bodybuilding figure. And he looked amazing and felt disgusting. And if that's what people want, go for it, go for it. But you're, you're going to feel awful. And I don't know what kind of quality of life that is, right? Your why has to be really strong to be able to feel that awful all the time. In Mexico, we felt awful for a very long time, but our why was strong. So we kept pushing through because we knew it was right. If you're doing something that's making you feel gross. Now, I have a lot of women that say, oh, I'm losing weight. I felt really good. Well, there's a psychological part of losing weight that makes you think you're feeling good. But after time, when you don't feel good anymore, you realize it's not worth it because your why isn't strong enough. Your why is not deep enough. Just being a certain number on the scale is not going to be a strong enough why. Um, so when you, when you spike your blood sugar, you store fat, but you fuel your brain and you, and you get energy. So when you have a protein at the same time, it's going to release insulin, which is going to balance off your glucagon. It's going to fuel your muscles with the amino acids that it really needs, especially as we get older, we lose muscle mass every five to 10 years. And then that balances out our blood sugar. And then when you have a good fat at the same time, a fat that serves our body, then we're slowing down our digestion. It allows us to absorb our protein and our carbs more effectively. It fuels our brain and it does, it cushions our organs. Those three macronutrients together are like magical. And that controls our blood sugar. That helps control our cravings. So what, like I said, when I have chocolate, I know how to have chocolate. Um, my, 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 my body is a fat burning machine. Now my metabolism is super fast. So I actually can handle something like chocolate and just eat it on its own. And my body can metabolize it without that much of a problem. But I also know the a correct, more correct way to do it would be to maybe have, um, some protein, maybe, uh, even a protein shake or of some sort. Right. And then have some chocolate with it, or maybe I'm going to have my, my lunch, like um, a lettuce wrap with with turkey, um, lettuce, tomato. Um, maybe I'll do some avocado mayo for my fat or, or avocado and then have a piece of chocolate for dessert. I mean, doesn't that sound decadent? It sounds amazing, but I'm balancing my blood sugar. That's super, super important. Okay, so here's the thing about sugar. It isn't just about spiking your sugar and weight gain. It is not about that at all. It is, it causes heart disease diabetes, cancer. Um, it doesn't just make you gain weight. It makes you sick. Okay. So if you are drinking any sodas, you guys, and artificial sweeteners are not the answer because that causes all sorts of other inflammation, gut health issues, and, and just as bad your body actually, because it's sweet and it's artificial, your body actually will react to it thinking it's sugar. 
and do all of the same things that sugar does to you. So it is just as debilitating to have any of those artificial sweeteners as well. Um, eating sugar is so addictive. And so if you're eating sugar and, and you have this sugar thing, understand you are, it's like putting cocaine in your body and the, and the level of addiction that it is. So I don't, people often think that I don't have good willpower. I, I'm just, I have such sugar cravings and, and it makes you feel guilty about yourself. Right. But in all reality, I want women to get rid of the guilt and do the, do the thing that might be hard in the short term, but has such long-term impact do the things that are no brainer swaps so that you don't keep going down this roller coaster because there's nothing worse than sugar cravings, but, but really there's nothing worse than chronic disease. Okay. I know gaining weight is awful, but that is a symptom of health and hormones. You guys, it is not about just going on a diet. It's about doing it correctly. I could have just gotten the girls on Rosetta stone. We talked about that. They could have learned Spanish that way. They took Spanish in school. I knew it wasn't going to make the change that they needed. They needed to dig in and do it right because otherwise it was like not doing it at all, right? So I want you to be thinking about that. But here's, I'm reading this right from Mark Hyman's book right now, okay? Um, he talked about that. <laughs> he actually hesitates to call sugar food at all. But uh, he said, it is, literally added to everything. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But when you look at the damage caused by sugar, obesity, diabetes, heart disease, cancer, dementia, stroke, depression, you have to wonder why we eat it as we do. And even worse, why we spoon feed sugary junk foods to our children. We say our children can handle it. They're young. They have a high metabolism. You guys, that's wrong. If you have sugar in your house, like soda, if you have processed foods everywhere, understand that when your children get older, that is what they know. And it is much harder, as you know, as an adult to undo the things. You as a parent have a responsibility on your shoulders to change your family tree. And so many of us think we wanna leave our kids with money and have enough money so that they can live a better life. Y'all, that is not the answer. Use your money so that they can have a better life now so that they understand how to make better choices now. Okay. So I want us to really think about the fact that when we have sugar, high sugar foods, right? We've talked about that blood sugar, that blood sugar spike. When we have that, not only do we gain weight, but we, it causes inflammation. Inflammation is a massive, massive health issues, a health issue that causes chronic mm -hmm. disease. So we think of inflammation, maybe like sore throat, zits, um, uh, allergies, that kind of stuff, but inflammation, and, and Mark Hyman talks about this too. He says, it's like a smoldering fire in your body. When you have a lot of inflammation, it's going to cause weight gain for sure. But also it, it, it's created by our immune system. This is why your body is so amazing. Your body's your best friend. It does all these things to protect your, you from yourself. It actually, it's created by our immune system, this, this inflammation so that it can fight off the food that we keep feeding us that doesn't serve us. 
So that is sugar, that is processed food, that is also stress and toxins. It is also the things that impact our gut health. Inflammation is caused by so many different things, which is why I say all day long, do the four weeks to wellness, you're crazy. If you don't, we can, we can work to literally, it's like that oil change for your body. You get that oil out before you put new oil in. You can reduce that inflammation so dramatically in such a simple way in a short amount of time. But inflammation that is out of control causes chronic disease and it stems so much. I mean, it stems from what we put in our body, but sugar is in everything. Sugar is in everything. I want you after this episode to go and look at your ketchup, go look at your salad dressing. I want you to look at your yogurt. Now we have yogurt in the house, but do and be smart, right? Be a, a really savvy shopper. Look at your yogurt. All yogurts are not the same. And what you want is high protein and lower sugar. Okay. Because that's going to balance out your blood sugar. That's PFC. That's what we're talking about. So like, actually, no Trader Joe's yogurt is outrageously high in sugar and almost no protein. So these are things that you have to know about. Do not go blindly uneducated. Um, juice. I mean, juice, you guys, if you're going to do juice, you just squeeze your own juice. And then that has got, you know, that is a carb that is sugar. That is natural sugars. Not totally different. Does stuff different in your body. And when you balance it with your, but you still have to balance it with your protein and your fat. Okay. Um, so important. Um, this is why we also try to give you as many no brainer swaps as possible. I want you guys to realize that in, so in 1970, 422, I'm sorry, in, in 1980, oh my, I'm reading all this wrong. Okay. In 1980, 108 million people had type two diabetes. In 2014, 422 million people had diabetes. I can't tell you, it's like a math equation. That is a 400% increase. I can't tell you how many people that I talk to on a regular basis, women that are absolutely overweight and they think they want to lose weight because they just want to look better and feel better. But in all reality, diabetes, it's like two plus two equals four. And that is not something that getting on medication for diabetes is not the answer. And for a long time, my mother-in-law was on medication for diabetes. And she's like, you would have thought that that would have made me like really light a fire under my butt. But she was like, it was kind of under control because of the medicine. So that I didn't feel that sense of urgency. Right. But diabetes literally then is that entry point, that door that opens, it opens that door into places you don't want to go. That is where chronic disease, I mean, chronic disease, you're starting way before that with all the inflammation. Why wouldn't we? do something now so we don't ever walk through that door. But the minute you walk through that diabetic door, whether you're pre-diabetic or anything like that, that door is very, very hard to close. And it is much, much harder to get away from that than it is to do that now before you get there. Sugar causes high blood pressure, high cholesterol, high triglyceride levels, heart disease. It promotes cancer. It increases recurrence and mortality rates in cancer patients, speeds up the aging process in cells. It is, um, it leads to an increased risk of dementia. It, it, it actually damages the liver just like alcohol does. So those are pieces that I really want you to understand and understand your why, because it is so important. It is dramatically altering your metabolism, your brain chemistry, and that is what's causing intense cravings. And I have heard 
time and time again from the women that do our four weeks to wellness lifestyle launch that they cannot believe that their sugar cravings are all but obliterated and literally in some of them days. Imagine what that would look like. And yet it is not that hard. So I want you to be the first thing you're going to do. 1% progress is awareness. Awareness is key. 1% awareness or 1% progress starts with awareness. Look at your labels. What are you seeing? When you see added sugar on the label, that is no bueno. Okay. That is going to be what we're talking about. Now, if you're, you have added sugars, you want to keep them as low as low as possible and balancing out with your protein and your fats. Okay. So important. If you're looking at like just regular sugar in the ingredients versus like organic cane sugar is a little different now. And here's why, let me tell you, like in some of the protein shakes that we recommend, people are always like, why is there cane sugar in there? Because you also care that it tastes really good, right? You also care that it's tasty. And so there's a balance because um, like when we were in the low fat time, it was crazy because we did not have enough fat in our diet. And so to make things low fat, you actually had to change the taste of that. You had to change it changed the taste of the food. So you actually had to add more chemicals to make it taste good. Taste matters, right? So there are some sugars that might be better than refined sugars, but again, um, it's still sugar. So it's still going to spike your blood sugar and we have to mitigate it. We have to keep it as low as possible, but let's be honest. If you didn't have some, um, and we call and we have, uh, organic cane sugar or something like that in a protein shake, you're, it's going to taste absolutely disgusting. So there's some compromise there that I recognize and that we need to be aware of, but you need to be a really informed consumer about all of those things. Um, I want you to think that recognizing that all of those diet drinks, anything with, um, saccharin, like sweet and low sucralose, Splenda, um, Nutrici equal that has aspartame in it. Like, um, they're all bad for you. You all have the same exact risks. They're not, don't have them in your house. Don't think you're making better choices with that. It is not true. I want you to think about alcohol. Alcohol has sugar in it. Okay. It all alcohol ferments, you know, and it, it's it sugars. Okay. The problem is, and if you followed me for any amount of time, you know how I feel about wine though. The sugar in wine is absolutely outrageous. Added sugar in wine, 16 to 32 grams of added sugar can be found in a bottle of wine. So if you are a wine drinker, understand that it is not just about gaining weight. It is not just about empty calories, not true. It is everything that I'm talking about sugar goes right into what we're talking about with wine, not to mention the pesticides, chemicals, additives, the added sulfites that are in almost every single bottle of wine. I don't care if you're spending $50 on it. Now y'all know I'm a wine drinker, but that is why I am so obsessed with Scout and Cellar wine because there is no added sugar, none. So the only sugar is the sugar that is left over after fermentation from the grapes themselves. That also means your body metabolizes sugar before it metabolizes alcohol. So on a regular like bottle of wine, you're metabolizing all that sugar first, which is just such a problem. And then the alcohol, if you're going to drink wine, you might as well get the effects of it first. Right? So when you're, you're, when you're drinking wine that doesn't have that added sugar, you're metabolizing the alcohol immediately. Um, which means to me, you got to be a little more careful, but one glass of wine might actually only be 
the way, you know, two or three glasses of wine, how to make you feel. And three glasses of wine, you're at 900 calories. Then we don't count calories, but 900 calories is more than a five guys burger. Um, and three glasses of scout cellar wine is 300 calories. So we're talking about a third of the amount, if not more. So to me, those are some no brainer swaps. You can go into like primal kitchen. No. So hang on before I get that, I get all excited about it. If you're interested in the wine, you could write down wine in the comments, but you can also go to disruptive nutrition.com slash wine. And you can see more information about that. We also wrote a blog about it. That is a no brainer swap primal kitchen. That brand has some really good options for dressings and ketchup. There is, there's literally sugar and everything, but today, in today's day, we have so many options that we can look at. You just need to be that informed consumer. So what I am doing and what I am sharing today is around the fact that yes, doing something can be hard right? Making changes, going into your pantry and looking at what you have and realize how much garbage you have in there can be hard. Just like us making the decision to go to Mexico is hard, but I want you to think about this episode. This, this teaching might've been one of the, the moments where a door opened and it was telling you, God, the universe, whatever you believe was telling you that you need to start making changes for yourself and for your family. If you're working so hard to try to get, you know, bring home more money for you and your family, understand that you're doing them and yourself a disservice if this isn't part of the equation. So when I, I always said, when I went to Mexico, it was like, well, I took a step and a door opened and I took another step and another door opened. That's what I want you to do today. I want you to take a step and go to your pantry and look at ingredients. And then I want you to take another step and go to your pantry and throw away, throw away some of those food and then go to the grocery store and start looking at the food that you're buying and look for that added sugar, look for those things. And then I want you to be thinking about, okay, if I'm going to have these carbs and sugar, how am I making sure I'm pairing it with a complete protein and a fat? We need to reduce our inflammation. We need to start thinking about the fact that it is a long-term decision. It, it, our decisions are going to have long-term impact, long-term impact. So just because you want that candy bar right now or that piece of chocolate right now, I want you to be thinking about the fact that if you can really cleanse out your body and take 28 days, like we talk about four weeks to eat really clean, I promise it's not that hard. And so that's another step. Like that could be the step in fall when we open up the doors for the four weeks to wellness to say, I'm finally going to do this right. And yes, maybe for 28 days, I'm not going to have certain foods that I think I can't live without. But in all reality, you're going to be serving your body for 28 days. And just like Mexico was hard for us, we are so glad we did it. How fast it has been. We've been back for two years now. It's amazing to me how fast that time has gone by. Don't let it, don't let those 28 days go away where you're in the same exact place, if not worse, a month later when you could have changed you and your family's tree. So that is going to be another step in the fall when we open up. If you're interested in getting on the wait list, go to 4w2w.com right now. So you can be on the wait list and know, okay, I am ready. I'm going to get myself in 1% progress over the summer. And then in the fall, I'm ready to jump in. I hope this was helpful for you guys. Um, hasta la vista. Me voy a México. No puedo esperar para ir. I said, I'm going to Mexico and I can't wait to go. So I'm sorry that I'm not live, but I'm really excited to be there. I'm going to be watching live with you. Comment. Let me know your thoughts. Talk to you later. Bye.